Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This affirmation of John the Baptizer stands at the very center of what Christians believe about Jesus. Throughout the centuries, regardless of cultural differences, of socioeconomic differences, of language differences, of national differences, of political differences, regardless of what century we might be in, or what millennium it is, first, second, or now third millennium, regardless of denominational affiliation, be we Catholic or Baptist or Presbyterian, Lutheran, Episcopalian, Church of Christ, Disciples of Christ, or even Methodist, regardless of being theologically conservative or theologically liberal, or something in between, or even on the far extremes, this affirmation, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, has been at the very heart, the very core, the foundational level of who we understand Jesus to be. Jesus is God's amazing gift, God's incredible sacrifice, God's unfailing expression of love, God's never-ending real presence who comes not to destroy, not to judge, not to put aside, but to take away, to remove the sins of the world. Regardless of how one may identify oneself, with what group one aligns oneself, what faction or denomination one joins, Jesus is the Lamb, the gift, the sacrifice, the expression of love, of God's love, who takes away our sins. And not just our sins, as amazing as that is, the sins of the whole world. That's huge, my sisters and brothers. That's huge. And it puts into perspective the puniness of our differences, how tiny our differences really are. They pale in comparison to the amazing truth of the gospel, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. And that in Jesus, we see face to face God, God incarnate, in human flesh. Or as Paul says in one of his letters, he is the image, the icon of the invisible God. Now when I originally began planning this sermon, way back in October of 2019, this was the focus of the message today. And it, and it still is. But how I'm going to illustrate this change. At a meeting in December, Lloyd L. Seward, Lloyd L., stand up. Stand up. This is a saint of the church. Stand up. This is a saint of this church. This is a saint of all of us. She prays for us. She serves us. She speaks for us. She is a witness for us. 
In her long life, she has expressed God's love in many ways. And in the short time I've known her, the year and a half I've been blessed to know her, she has expressed God's love to me. Both in words of counsel and words of advice, words of challenge. She is a saint of this church. And at that meeting, and you may be seated, thank you. <laughs> at that meeting, she said something that really struck home. It, it really struck home with me. She said, and I'm going to paraphrase you, she said she wants to be part of a church that can have a diversity of opinion and agree to disagree. She said that what unites us is more important than what divides us. She said that we can live together, love God together, serve Jesus Christ together, proclaim the good news of Jesus together, and still disagree on things. Imagine that. We can have our own opinions, have our own positions on all sorts of issues, still love God together, love each other, and reach out with the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Christ to and for all. Wow. What an amazing thought. Thank you, Lord. <coughs> Our movement's founder, John Wesley, would have absolutely agreed with you. Indeed, he did. Over 200 years ago, in a sermon entitled A Catholic Spirit, which he preached based on 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 15. He quoted Jehu to Jehonadab. Is thy heart right with my heart? Jehonadab's answer is, it is. And then Jehu said, if it be, give me thy hand. But Wesley said after this, is what Boydell was echoing. I do not mean, he wrote, he preached, I do not mean, be of my opinion. You need not. I do not expect or desire it. Neither do I mean, I will be of your opinion. Keep you, your opinion, and I mine, and that as steadily as ever. You need not even endeavor to come over to me or bring me over to you. I do not desire you to dispute those points or to hear or speak one word concerning them. Let all opinions alone on one side or the other. Only give me your hand. He also said, I do not mean embrace my style of worship, or I will embrace yours. Wesley goes on to talk about all sorts of matters regarding the styles of worship and important matters like the nature and modes of baptism, Things that are not unimportant. But he concludes with, I have no desire to dispute with you. That all these smaller points stand aside. Let them never come into sight. If thine heart is as my heart. If thou lovest God and all mankind, I ask no more. Give me Line pain. <coughs> Willie, Wesley was willing 
agree to disagree. That was one of the genius elements in Methodism. And not just more recent Methodism, but Methodism going all the way back to the very beginning, to Wesley himself. What was important was love and loyalty to Jesus Christ. What was important was the core of the faith. The faith as, as articulated in things like the Apostles' Creed, which we confessed today, which we spoke with our lips today. Put it up on the screen, okay? The Apostles' Creed. It says, and let's say it together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He was again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church. Stop right there. The Holy Catholic Church. It's not an affirmation of just Roman Catholicism. That's what those two asterisks mean there. It means universal. That's what Catholic means. We believe that we are not the only Christians. We believe that people who are worshiping today in other churches are also sisters and brothers in Christ. And not just other Methodist churches or United Methodist churches, but even those Baptists over there in the South Square. They're, they're Christians too. Can we vote? <laughs> we believe that we're a part of a greater community of faith. But we believe that we're part of that community. And we confess it with these words. Let's start over the screen again. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Wow. That statement is among the most ancient statements of faith of the church, rooted in Scripture, reflective of our faith across 2,000 years almost of time. It's this kind of thing. If your heart is as my heart is, in love and loyalty to Jesus Christ, John Wesley said, then take my hand. Wow. Wesley was willing to agree to disagree. What was important was love and loyalty to Jesus Christ. What was important was the core of the faith. Loving the Lord your God and loving your neighbor as yourself. What was important were the central affirmations like found in the Apostles and Nicene Creeds. What's important is that we are a family of faith. And like all families, we sometimes disagree. And guess what? That's okay. We still serve the same Lord. We still serve the same Savior, Jesus Christ. We still behold and follow the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. 
Over the past couple of months, most of a year actually, you may have been hearing about the United Methodist Church splitting. We had a special call general conference back in February of 2019 that was supposed to try and solve the problem. It was contentious. There were votes that were so narrow that some, in some cases there was a one or two vote majority. It failed to solve our problems. The aftermath has been painful. As a denomination, and I'm speaking of myself here too, we have forgotten about if thine heart is right as my heart is, take my hand. You may have heard that SMU, Southern Methodist University, which I graduated from with an undergraduate degree in, wow, 1989, has attempted to sever its ties with the South Central jurisdiction of the United Methodist Church. You may have heard that groups on the far left and the far right have all created plans to divide the denomination. You may have heard that earlier this month, a group representing a broad spectrum of United Methodists, conservatives and liberals and everything in between, met for a while to create a protocol that would allow our denomination to separate, to divide. You may remember that back in May of last year, I wrote an article in which I outlined some of the steps that would have to be taken if such a division were to be successful, successful with the least amount of harm done to the local church. I researched the question and wrote the article to help those on both sides to either come up with a viable plan or to go beyond the whole issue and try to solve it. Frankly, in May of 2019, I didn't think there was any way that the United Methodist Church as a denomination could continue. I prayed I was wrong, but I couldn't see a way around it. I pray I'm wrong now because that's the direction things are heading at the 2020 General Conference this May. Please understand, I love the United Methodist Church. I'm a member of it and a pastor within it by choice. In large part because of what Lloyd Dale said. I want to be part of a church that can have a diversity of opinion and can agree to disagree. Make the main thing the main thing. And Jesus says that the main thing is loving God and loving neighbor. And I love this church. This congregation, you are an amazing congregation with a broad diversity of opinion and yet with a common faith in God and love for neighbor. You say it every week in your mission statement. We are a body of believers in Jesus Christ united in faith. It doesn't say united in opinion, united in faith dedicated to serving others. Our purpose is to welcome all, seek and serve others, and know the joy of loving 
Jesus Christ. When I first read your mission statement, before I even took up residence here, I was so pleased. What an amazing statement of mission in this church. A vision that we were going to build upon next Saturday. This church does not need to feed May of 2020 in a general conference in Minneapolis. This church, this family of God, no matter what happens at that general conference, will continue. This Methodist church, regardless of what happens at a general conference, will continue to love and serve the Lord, will continue to love and serve others, will continue to be a witness to the gospel and the love of God to a world that needs to hear about Jesus and that Jesus saves. And that through it all, we can learn, we have learned to trust in Jesus. We've learned to trust in God. This coming Saturday, we are having our first vision planning meeting for the future of this congregation. Where do we want this church to be in ministry? In this community? In 2025? What do we want this church to be like? What kind of presence in this town will we be? And how will we seek to attain that vision? What kind of programs, what kind of ministries will we launch to obtain it? This is an important meeting, and it won't be the last. We need to cast a vision. We need to set our course. When, when I was at sea last week and the week before on vacation, the captain didn't set the ship out into the harbor without knowing where he was going. He plotted a course, he set it on the charts, and then he set the ship in motion on that direction, having planned the course meticulously with his staff. Jesus wants to plan our course as a congregation with us. We need to be there to help plan, to help chart, and then to do it. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus is the Lamb of God, the gift of God, the love of God in our presence, who came not just to deliver us from our sins, but to deliver us to God as a sacrifice of love and thanksgiving. Jesus is the Lamb of God, our Lamb of God, who takes away our sins. May we turn to Him, depend on Him, trust in Him, follow Him, and take each other's hands along the way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, may God's people say,